Welcome back, everybody, to your boys and get low. I'm Joe. I'm Aaron. What's up, player? Man, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just uh, been listening to some music lately. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had to listen to music. You had a long day of traveling, from my understanding. Uh, yes. Yes. There's uh, been a lot of listening going on. Yeah, that's fair. I, I honestly can say I've been doing the same. Like, uh, with my job, thankful that I can work from home. But the Spotify playlist is getting it a, a good workout in because uh, the projects they got me running through. I'm just like, okay, it's time to zone out and you know focus on work here. Just throw some music on and get to rocking. Oh, but yes, it's just been busy, man. It's just been so busy. I actually threw it back and went to Spotify and checked out my uh, top hundred of 2016 today. Let me Good tell you, Lord, that was a ride. <laughs> Strap in, boy. Sad boy hour is here. <laughs> it's time for uh, it's time for Lucas Graham and uh, all the other yeah. No, sad I'm, boy. I mess, I mess with Lucas Graham. I Dude. mess with some Lucas Graham. He's great. He's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but Lucas Graham is not our guest today. No. As, as a matter of fact, uh, if you had a chance. Spoiler, we have a guest. Yes. And so the listener, if you had a chance to view the lovely little blurb that's you know put right above our episode play button uh, and also saw the title, uh, you'll know that our guest is a returning guest. Because if you listened to the show in its initial iteration on the very first episode that we ever put out with Get Low, this band got a chance to hang out. I was I was lucky enough to go kick it with these boys, try a couple craft brewskis, watch them go through immense amounts of pain while doing the hot wing challenge, especially this gentleman that we have with us, because I'm fairly certain by the end of it, this man was crying. He was in so much pain. But before we get to that, we have a lovely little track for you. This band has put out some new music in 2020. They are currently recording. The track you're about to listen to is a lovely little ditty that's going to get you out of your seat. Hope you have some wireless earbuds in because you're going to want to throw down in your living room. Thank you, quarantine. This is White Noise by Two Sides of Me.
that is a hot damn banger. Dude, that is such a banger. I remember when that song first dropped and I was like, yo, let, let's flip some tables. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I almost moshed my son around the house. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave that for later. But without further ado, this man is one half of the guitarists in this band. He is a handsome, dashing, lovable human being. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony from Two Sides of Me. How are you, sir? Dude, I'm doing great. What an intro. <laughs> hey, we gotta I do a big. That's what I said when he introed me on the first show that we, on our first show back. Hey, look, you, you gotta do a big. My confidence. <laughs> How are you, sir? How are you, dude? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here talking to you guys. This is a great time. I now, love it. I've got to ask. You know, it's been two years since you were on the show. Mm-hmm. Do your guts still hurt from those hot wings? Dude, every time I look at a wing, it just takes me back. Time and place. I just think about all the milk I wanted to drink, but you wouldn't let me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what kind of PTSD did you throw upon this man? So let me let me explain real quick. So uh, back in the initial iteration of Get Low, um, we were trying to brainstorm. And in, in a way, it was a terrible idea because no one could actually see the pain. They were just hearing it. Um. <laughs> But we were brainstorming. We're like, what can we do to make this go over the top? You know, and because back then it was really like we would talk about other styles of music. But the very first episode, we had this mentality of like, we want to talk metal. This is a metal show, metal, metal, metal. So we started out the show and you drink craft beer. We're talking, you know, enjoying it. And then at the end of the show, it would always be a hot wing challenge of questions that I had put together and basically like if the person got it right they could choose someone else to eat a wing if the person got it wrong they had to eat a wing last man with wings on their plate wins and it just it was it was the most painful experience that most people had uh and i remember i remember tony like i said tony was crying by the end of this i'm not sure if it was quite uh crying or sweating or like just a combination of both but yeah, well, it that's, was the, that's how I get when experience. I listen to your new music. So I guess that's oh, fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's a fair statement. That's a hundred percent fair statement. Yeah. I'm now so, I'm so glad you guys are just boosting up this song for me. It makes me <laughs> so happy to hear people be like, "Yeah, your music's so sick." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Well, like, it's I'm gonna die on jam. the hill. I'm gonna die on this hill that White Noise is the best song y'all have ever put out. Oh, you haven't heard those new tunes yet, man. New oh, tunes. The new tunes. Oh, have I said too much? That's okay. <laughs> well, we will get to that in just a moment for sure. Now, let, let's let's discuss a couple things here. Like we said, it's been two years. <clears throat> you know, it's been two years since uh, you had been on the show. Back when you were initially on the show, uh, either y'all were getting ready to or you had just put out myself myself yeah i think that was like right before we put out that ep yeah first ep and uh so for the listeners if you haven't listened to this go to spotify or itunes uh or even you know their facebook page uh and look up the ep myself myself the five tracks that are on that are eyes wide open the unknown graves everything you've held so close 
and nothing and no one. Now, a fun thing that we did that I really enjoyed, and Aaron, I wish you were there because I kind of want I I kind of want to take like a like I'm talking like maybe a one percent of one percent credit for giving them the idea to record Graves Reimagined because. You know yeah, you act now that you mention it, that probably may have never happened if it wasn't for Joe. Wow. I I I told them before we recorded that episode, I was like, it'd be dope if y'all could do like an acoustic version of one of your songs on the show. And they did. Did you specifically ask for graves or did you say in general we need an acoustic version? I, I think I just said in general, if I'm not mistaken. Like I, I'm pretty sure I just said in general and they said like, all right, we're gonna do graves. I'm like, all right, go for it. <laughs> and it, it sounded fantastic. I still have, I actually still have the original uh, copy of that episode. So I might have to doctor that up a little bit because I know it was on some rough microphones. But, uh, you know, if you want to hear the much better version, <laughs> go listen to Graves Reimagine. Uh, that is just a beautiful, beautiful track. Uh, well, <clears throat> this is Joe, post-production. Uh, this is after we recorded with Tony, and uh, thank you again, Tony, for being on the episode. Uh, what I did was went and actually found that episode where they did the acoustic rendition of Graves. Uh, I've tried to doctor it up a little bit because the <clears throat> mics I was using, unfortunately, did not do it justice. Uh, but for a lovely, lovely little segment, uh, throwing it back, I wanted to bring this to you all. Uh, because the guys did so well on it. Uh, and it definitely was one of those situations where you had to be there to get the full experience, but to give you as much experience as possible, here is their acoustic rendition, very first time on Get Low, of Graves. Catch my breath and watch you fall away Now I'm one and two with reality But I've lived a thousand lives Endless desperation How will I survive? 
something pulling me back to my grave Haunting memories stuck in my head There's no more light in the day And I want to feel what I felt Sometimes I wonder what I've become Black out my senses evermore I'll be no Something pulling me back to my grave Haunting memories stuck in my head There's no more light in the day And I want to feel what I felt before And I won't stand by your side But of course, like we said, you know, White Noise, y'all most, y'all's most recent track, you have new music coming out. Tell us, please, what should we prepare for with this new music? Wow. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm ready for the new music, you know, and I've been a part of writing it. Um, so I think if you couldn't tell, if our fans or our listeners couldn't tell by the last two singles that we've put out that we're kind of stepping away or we have pretty much already stepped away from the pop punk thing from our infancy, you know, um, yep. on myself, myself, we kind of had a little metal core here, a little pop punk here. We were just kind of having fun, figuring it out, just being like, we'll do whatever we want. But I think, um, I think now that we've really kind of started to feel out what we want our sound to be, uh, we're really chasing that, uh, metalcore sound we're going heavier you know white noise i mean i'm not sure if you guys or anyone saw that coming because that was by far the heaviest song we've ever written or tried to write but um since since we've moved away from that we've you know dropping down to the seven string guitars the big old floppy strings we're writing heavy call out bangers and just really high energy tracks it's like really like a new step for the band and i think it's going to be a very defining step when we release this new music i'm really excited for people to hear what we've been working on the last i don't know like month or two now geez takes a long time to make well, music 
We're excited too, man. And um, I, you asked, like, did anyone see White Noise coming? And what I'll say is, uh, I don't, for me, no. I didn't see White Noise coming. However, Misery was a stepping stone. Because when Misery dropped, I remember when I first heard that song, and I'm like, huh, this seems to be a little bit more rough around the edges, a little bit more metalcore. I wonder what's mm-hmm. next. And then White Noise came out. So no, I didn't know, but I knew something was happening in that direction. Yeah, I think it was also a surprise because um, when we were still a younger band, which we still are, we're still a very young band. We have not been around very long. So let me just get that straight. Uh, we didn't, we would be playing shows, but we only had like, you know, a couple, a handful of songs and we had no music released. So when we would write a song, we'd be like, okay, that's another song to add to the set list. So we were playing like Misery like a year a year and a half before it was actually released because we just had to like we had to fill our set list with something um but you know now that covid has come around and we've had a chance to not you know play any shows and actually just like spend a lot more time writing and recording and stuff you know and no one's no one's gonna see this coming well so I'd like I'd like to wrap it back real quick. You were talking about how, like, in your infancy, uh, when when two sides of me was just you know learning what you were. Uh, you know, one of my favorite tracks by far is "Eyes Wide Open." Yeah, that, um, it's a fun song. It, it, it like that that song was, I mean, it's just it, it's really pop punk up your ass, and I love it. Um, <laughs> But that's also because that takes me back to like, you know, the 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 true days. Like it, it really gives you the true vibes of what pop punk once was, and honestly, like the the true heart of it. Like it, that's what it was. But you could definitely tell within that entire out al- like EP, <clears throat> within all five songs, that y'all were learning what sound you were going with, like what what avenue you wanted to take, and having that diversity amongst amongst your songs was a really good thing. Because it gave you the opportunity to go, okay, let's hammer this down. Which way do we want to go? I did not anticipate y'all going as balls heavy as white noise. And if y'all plan on getting heavier with the songs y'all are writing, God help us all. Because <laughs> it, like, bruh, it when I remember when white noise dropped and y'all had the big, big release for music video, uh, the music video uh, like release and the music release and all the press. I listened to the song and I was just like, First of all, how dare they? Who gave them the right to go this heavy? Like, and secondly, this is just an absolute banger. And all you listeners, you've heard it. Do these do these fine folks a favor. Go blow that song up on Spotify and go blow that song up on YouTube. Get that out. Get it out there. Literally, it takes two seconds to hit the share button and put it on your uh, timeline, whether you're on Twitter or you're on Facebook or even on your Instagram stories or whatever you want. It takes literally no time at all and no energy at all to hit that share button because these dudes deserve it. That song and this EP they're writing deserves all the praise because they just... The, like I've had, you know, general conversations with Johnny before, just he and I hanging out. And I've told him this as well. Y'all's work ethic is bar none to anyone else. Like y'all literally take every single note, every single tone into consideration, making sure every single piece fits this beautiful puzzle. And I, and I applaud you for it because 
a lot of times bands will try and cut corners with their music being able to say like, okay, well, you know what? This just sounds, this sounds good, but y'all go, yeah, this sounds good, but what makes it sound better? Like y'all take the time to really, really dive into that and make it what you, the absolute best you possibly can. So I applaud you for that. Yeah. And I've been saying this for a long time. I've been saying this for a long time. I could put on a two sides of me song. And like, if I didn't know anything about y'all would have been like, Oh yeah, they've probably been doing this for 15 years. I mean, the production is perfect. They they've probably been signed to like the biggest record label like in metalcore. Like it, it sounds so polished and clean and just like yeah, like that that's the vibe I get. And if I was to show someone a two sides of me song like I have before, they're like, Who's this band? I can't believe I've never heard of them. And I'm like, Well, now you have, and you'll never forget this moment. <laughs> Gosh, you guys are just way too sweet (laughs) god i don't even know what to say uh thank you thank you i really do appreciate the kind words um i mean we've been us we've had like the set goal of ever since we started this band we knew where we wanted to go and we knew what we wanted to do you know we've all been so devoted to this you know we've sacrificed a lot to do this and we're still continuously making sacrifices to uh to keep pursuing this little dream but we're having fun doing it good good and that's what matters as long as you still have fun you know like uh, i mean you and i have known each other for a very long time and it you know as far as music goes like that that's one thing i applaud any band on uh especially coming from that realm myself is you have to remember that you have to have fun with it it's not, it's not going to consistently, you know, it, it can't consistently be work, work, work. Like you have to make sure that what you're putting out, you enjoy. And that when, and not only are you enjoying it, but you continue to have fun through the writing process, through the show process, through every single process you do. Uh, Cause it's a, it's a job. It really is a job when you really, you know, boil it down. Like if I'm not mistaken and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, y'all went to Colorado, mind you listeners, we're in Virginia. So go look at a map of the U.S. Y'all drove to Colorado to shoot your music video. Am I wrong in saying that? No. Yeah, you're right. In the middle of a pandemic when no one knew what was going on, we packed up in the van, drove to Colorado to film a really fun music video with our really fun friend, Tommy. Now, I'll tell you, it was funny. Y'all were dropping little Easter eggs uh, through Snapchat and Instagram because I remember seeing these things and I'm like, where the hell are they going? <laughs> like, <laughs> like these boys have been quiet this whole time. Where the hell are they going to do this? Cause it looks a little bit like Amherst to me. <laughs> are those some mountains? I know some mountains, <laughs> like, but the fact that y'all, y'all took the time to go and drive well over halfway across the country to go film this music video, which looks, looks absolutely amazing. Stunning. The, 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 the true dedication to go do that is huge. Now, I've got to ask, was there anything else y'all might have done while y'all were in Colorado, music-related? Like, did y'all go stop? Like, did y'all drive all the way out west to go to any studios? Or what, what did y'all do? Was there anything else involved with this? Because I know the music video, but is there anything else? Unfortunately not. Um, that trip, uh, it was just like... We went out there solely to make the music video and to work with Tommy. And then we ended up knocking out getting the video done in one day. Now it was like a 12 hour day and it was a 
lot. <laughs> it was a lot of work. It was like so much more work and so much harder than our last music video. We spent the whole day nailing the takes, doing the song a hundred times over and over. And then we were like, all right, well, we have like five more days in Colorado. Let's just hang out with our friends and, you know, go to restaurants, drink, partake in other activities that are legal in Colorado. Vitamins. Yeah. (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah, we met up with vitamins are legal (laughs) in Virginia now. That's what that's what matters. Woo! <laughs> but we we did we did meet up with a bunch of friends out there and uh, met up with some other bands from that area and just kind of hung out. It was a really good time. Is probably the, one of the best band trips we've had. Let me ask awesome. you something: Is that the farthest that you you guys have ventured for any like whether it's a show or a music video or whatnot? Oh yeah, absolutely. That was the farthest out west we've been. I mean, we've been up to Wisconsin and that's, that's like an 18 hour drive there. I think it's 18 hour drive, maybe 21. Yeah. Something like that. But going out to Colorado, it was like a day and a half of nonstop driving. Like we wouldn't stop to sleep. We would just take shifts driving and everyone else would just sleep in the back of the van or, you know, wherever they could. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this for anybody who doesn't understand when you are so being in a van for five hours is long being in a van for a day and a half is absolute hell <laughs> especially if you've been playing uh, and gotten gotten nice and sweaty smells start to radiate Um thing it, it just it it's not um it's not settling by any means <laughs> it's not glamorous as some people probably think it is it, it, it's really not it's really not uh i, I actually have a, a, a funny little story so uh back in this band i used to play in um i remember so i i, I wore skinny jeans uh and uh let me see something here real quick uh apparently apparently we are coming up on closing time here lovely um but uh it's fine we can we can take a small break and then come back uh but the funny thing was when i played the show i wore skinny jeans and um (laughs) when you wear skinny jeans it really seals in the flavor (laughs) um but we played this show, we get in the van, <clears throat> and the show that we played in, the room had no AC. So we have, and, and, and Tony, please speak on behalf of, if I'm lying, tell me. Uh, when you have five members all moving, body heat radiates, you have three, at, at least three amps, and any other kind of lighting in the room, which is all letting off heat, Plus anybody moshing lets off heat. That room gets really hot, really fast. And this steam room, it really is. The sweat starts rolling. Well, I remember after the show, we packed up, we had a long drive back. We get in the van and I somehow crammed my big self into the floor of our van to try and sleep. And I did so by hanging one leg up on the bench seat and one leg sprawled out underneath, 
which allowed air to flow through certain areas. <laughs> and let's just say everyone in the van went, did we hit a skunk? <laughs> and, and that's what I was like, oh, that is my scrotum. Okay, that's not good. My taint is dirty. We need to, where's the dude wipes? Because I need to handle this. <laughs> it, it is not fun and the fact that i mean did y'all at least like y'all showered y'all didn't drive right back right y'all like y'all didn't have to sit in your own filth for like a day and a half right thankfully not we um we stayed with some friends out there who graciously let us use their showers after a long extensive day of filming a music video in a hundred degree warehouse they were gracious enough to let us use their showers and get clean um I probably would have died if I couldn't have taken a shower at the end of that day. <laughs> that's that's completely understandable. I'm going to come back to that when you're touring the country again. Just, just putting that out there. Just put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear how you found a truck stop in between every single show to shower at. You know, surprisingly, like I didn't think truck stops were, you know, that popular, but they're everywhere. There's yeah. truck stops everywhere. I was like, what is this? Are there really yeah. that many trucks in America? So I've got to ask, and, and you know what? I've got, I've got some good, like on the road questions and Aaron, please partake if you have any. Um, I do. <laughs> so Tony, Tony, I, I want, I want your direct answer on this. Uh, okay. Number one, number one, weirdest place you've ever taken a shower or had to wash your balls. Oh, God. While on the road, that is while on the road, not at home. <laughs> i just felt weird and decided to wash my balls on my my garden hose my neighbors didn't like it too much no not everyone's <laughs> like you hey i live in the middle of nowhere so i can get away with that if i wanted to okay <laughs> you know i'm not sure if you would consider it a shower but for a, a touring musician it counts as a shower uh, we played a show in uh, somewhere in Wisconsin. I can't remember. We played with a brighter skies and archers. And the next day, the next night we were supposed to play at Dapper Dan's in Lynchburg. I remember that. Yeah. So we played a show and we said, okay, now we, no big deal. Just got to be in Virginia by six o'clock tomorrow to play another show. So, you know, you play a show there's no showering it's just straight driving all night that's where the baby wipes come in the baby wipes are the touring musician's best friend you can take a full shower you can wash anything with baby wipes if you try hard enough i'll just leave it at that the image of a bunch of grown men in a van just reaching these baby wipes down their pants like just like hey, bro, it's cool <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think the weirdest place I've had to do that was in a trailer, uh, parked on the main drag in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I was ass naked in the trailer trying to change out of my clothes so we could hit the road again. Cause I, I always took night shift driving and, um, I, I was ass naked in this trailer in downtown Louisville. Thankfully the doors were shut. Uh, but one of the ladies who was, uh, not only barkeeping, but also bouncing, uh, the bar uh, opened the door to try and tell me that the guys needed me and she caught all bare ass. Um, <laughs> but you want to talk about like heaven on your balls when you just, all you have is baby wipes, boy, like it makes a difference. Uh, uh, I got a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. So um, 
Tony, have you guys the one of the biggest things I hear about when bands are touring in vans and stuff like that is breakdowns and weird ways they have to get out of that situation. Have y'all been unfortunate to have any instances like that? Let me tell you a little story. Oh boy. One oh, <laughs> no, so right now we are lucky enough to have a very reliable van, very low mileage. We don't have any problems with it. Haven't had any problems since we got it. But before we had this white 15 passenger Dodge or Ford van, we had um, some kind of red conversion van from the 90s. This was, we had just gotten it. Um, I, I can't remember what year it was. It had like 150,000 miles on it. And the way it was set up, it was set up like a mini RV. It wasn't set up like a van. So there's, you know, the driver, the passenger seat, and then there's like two more seats in the back and then there's a bed, but it's like a very tiny, very small leather bed. Uh, if you can picture that anyway, um, we were going down to Nashville. I think we were going down to Nashville to play a show at a rocket town venue with our friends of brighter skies. And this was the first time we actually met them. Uh, they invited us to come out and uh, play a few shows with them down there in uh, Nashville. So we all piled in this van. It was the first time we had ever taken it on a trip and we were heading to Nashville. You know, we left, I think the night before just to make sure we had enough time to get there and chill out for a little bit before we had to, you know, play music and load out and all that stuff. And we were about an hour away from Nashville. We probably play, we were supposed to be there in like two hours. So we're like, Oh, we're good. We got plenty of time. All of a sudden we pull out to a gas station to fill up the gas tank and we notice a giant puddle of liquid like coming out from under the van. We're oh, like, no. uh, what's that? What's that? Is that us? And we tried to start, we tried to turn the van on again after we filled it up and nothing, it wouldn't turn over at all. And we're like, okay, uh, no big deal. Johnny has AAA or something. So we can get someone to come look at it. So we're chilling at that we're chilling at that gas station somewhere in Tennessee and we're just like, yeah, no big deal. We'll be a little bit behind, but we're still going to get there on time. Right? So the triple a guy comes and he's like, yeah, you're going to need a new, ah, what was it? I don't know. Alternator, this or that. I'm not a car person. So car parts, I don't understand. It was something, <laughs> something expensive. We needed something very expensive and very essential to make a vehicle move. <laughs> so we were like, well, uh, what do we do? And he's like, well, there's the shop about two miles down the road. And we're like, um, well, we, how do we get the van over there? And so they called a tow truck and the tow truck guy's like, Hey, no problem. I'll take you down. I'll take you down the road a couple miles. And he just picked the van up on top of his truck. And we're like, great. How do we get there? And he's like, well, I can fit two of you in the cab with me, but the rest of you are going to have to ride in the van on top of my tow truck. <laughs> so, and I have videos of this, no joke. We were on top of a tow truck. We were probably like 12, 15 feet in the air sitting in this van. That's like barely chained to the tow truck on our way to the, um, to the, mechanic shop and we're like oh god we're gonna die because he was like he had to go back onto the highway to get there so we were on top of the tow truck on the highway going like 40 50 miles an hour and it was one of the scariest experiences of my life because 
every time the trailer would turn, we felt like we were turning too. Like you can imagine how much leniency that thing had on top of a freaking um, tow truck. Anyway, we, we get to the mechanic shop and we're like, okay, look, if he can fix this in like 10 or 15 minutes, which is like totally possible, right? We're like, yeah, we can still get there in time. And the dude comes out and he's like, yeah, it's going to take about two hours to get this thing done. And we're like, ah, fuck. So we ended up having to call the Brighter Skies. It was like our first time meeting them. They invited us onto their shows. And we had to be like, hey, guys, um, would you play before us? Because we're broken down an hour out of town. And so they ended up being very nice. And to this day, you know, we're great friends with the Brighter Skies. They're some of the nicest guys we met. They were like, yeah, sure, no problem. When do you guys think we'll get here? And like, they said they'll have it in two hours. And they're like, oh, no problem. We'll push back the time of the show a little bit. We're like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. We suck. Thank you so much. So ended up costing us hundreds of dollars our first time taking that van out. And as soon as we got back home from that trip, we sold that thing almost immediately. I mean, that, that is smart. That is smart. Uh, uh, I, similar scenario when uh, I was on the road, we played in Pennsylvania and we had just, I mean, we just had a long day at a festival. Uh, we were playing, I mean, it, it was a hot, hot summer day. And um, I actually broke my toe that day uh, by jumping off of the drum riser. Fun story. Oh, no. Oh, yep. no. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember we all got back in the van, go to leave, and the van's just like limping. Come to find out our alternator died. Our battery was completely warped because of it, and we didn't realize it. And uh, so we had no tools with us to fix this thing. Two, we're stuck in this auto zone parking lot in the middle of some random town in Pennsylvania. And uh, these two guys just randomly show up. Literally, we didn't call anybody. Two guys randomly pull in the parking lot, walk up to the van and go, move. Fixed it and left. Dude. I what? swear to you, I swear to you, if I could get, if I can get in touch with the guys from Skillet when I played mandolin for them, uh, <laughs> right? like it, it, it's a true story. 100% true story. That's but, crazy. Uh, dude, I totally feel you on the, the mechanics. Of, I can only imagine though. I've never had that experience of riding on the back of a trailer. I don't like, think it was legal. I I feel like we were breaking the law somehow doing that. I was going to say I'm pretty sure that is I'm pretty sure that is illegal because the one experience I had where me and a couple friends had to get lifted by a tow truck, one of us had to sit and wait for the tow truck driver to come back and get the other person. Like they wouldn't let us sit in the car. <laughs> yeah, this guy didn't give a fuck. He's like, "Hop in there." Yeah, that's well, God uh, bless that man. That's a good yeah. old boy for you right there. That's that's somebody who's like, yeah, I can go to jail for this, but hey, get on in there. <laughs> it's a slow Tuesday, you know. That's just that's that's rough. But thankfully, I mean, hey, at least you got to fix that. That's what matters. I'm just glad we got home. I thought we were gonna have to spend the night in Nashville, which you know isn't the worst thing. But I was I didn't bring you know multiple underwear. I didn't bring my toothbrush. I wasn't ready to spend the night in Nashville. That that's a see that's another fair statement right there, because uh, you those see that's the thing is like people don't recognize like how unglamorous the road is. Like it's not not everyone's riding around in tour buses, you know, with bathrooms and showers and and you know the ability to brush their teeth on the go. Like 
I've I've truly like washed my nuts in a like rest stop sink before. Like it's it's not it's not pretty. <laughs> no, yeah, man. Um, I think it's very similar to just being homeless, just being straight up homeless and touring on the road. It's like pretty much the same thing, except for you have a van. That's about it. I, you know what? I, I would fully agree to that. Now, next question. Where is the best place you have eaten on the road? Oh, Ooh, that's a good God. one. So bringing up a brighter skies again, uh, we went to Iowa to play this crazy festival in the middle of nowhere. It was a great time. And the next day we had to play in like Wisconsin, I think. We've been to Wisconsin a few times. Um, and so we drove all night, I think, over to Wisconsin. And then in the morning, we just crashed at one of their friends' houses. And in the morning, one of their friends is like, hey, my parents own this restaurant, this local restaurant. Do you guys want to go eat there? We're like, that sounds sick. A Wisconsin restaurant? I've never eaten at a Wisconsin restaurant before. I wonder what that's like. So we're like, yes. Yeah. So we all pile in the van and head over and – I really wish I could remember the name of it, but my memory is just so garbage. I would love to give them a shout out because it's some of the best food I ever had. We show up and their parents are the owners of the restaurant and they invite us in. They have the table already set out for us. They reserved us a table. I was like, what kind of luxury treatment is this? Like <laughs> we're just a metal band from Virginia. And they set us down and they say, you can have whatever you want on the house, no charge at all. And we're like, what? That's, that's unheard of. That's crazy. And anyway, uh, they had a very Wisconsin-like menu. They had like Wisconsin cheese curds and a bunch of dishes that were like involved cheese from Wisconsin. <laughs> and so that was actually the first time I'd ever had a cheese curd. And it was an authentic Wisconsin cheese curd. They brought plates of the stuff. Like they brought giant platefuls of cheese curds and like every single sauce you could imagine. And I swear to you, to this day, that's probably one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. You heard it and here, I, ladies and gentlemen. You ain't had a cheese curd until you had one in Wisconsin. Dude, Wisconsin knows their cheese. I will tell you that. I mean, they are known as the cheese heads. <laughs> True. That's probably where they get that name, isn't it? It, it? I would I would give it a safe bet. Safe yeah. bet on that. Um, where is the weirdest and or scariest place you've ever played a show? Oh God. Buckle up, dude. Um I'm loving all these stories that you came with. <laughs> this um there was this festival in Iowa that we got invited to go play and we were already going to Wisconsin. This is the same festival that we had just came from the night before from that last story. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a festival and get ready for the name of this festival. The festival was called pussy fest 3000. Oh God. <laughs> you know, oh, so no. I didn't see the marketing for this show, you know, I don't know. I had never been to Iowa. I thought maybe they did things different there than that we do back at home. I don't know. 
But we were like, hell yeah, Pussy Fest 3000. That sounds like a good time. So we go ahead up to Iowa, you know, high hopes. Like, yeah, we're playing our festival. I think this was like the first, quote, festival that we ever played. Um, We're about like 30 minutes out and we haven't seen any sign of civilization in miles. It's been forever since we've seen like a normal looking town or gas station or anything we're we're kind of getting sketched out and we we end up following the gps and it just pulls straight up to this field in this like one dirt road that goes into the woods and there's a there's a little like wooden sign that says pussy fest 3000 this way and there's a guy and so we're like, hey, uh, we're a band that's supposed to be playing here. He's like, oh, you you guys are in the right place. Just right down that road right there. And so we're like, we're like, oh my God, we're about to get murdered, aren't we? <laughs> like this is, they just lure bands in and then kill them and then take all their gear and stuff, isn't this? But um, anyway, we drive down the road and there's a dude naked or like half naked on a four wheeler just doing circles around this little pond. And there's a bunch of people without shirts on for some reason, like just kind of stammering around. I see like a wooden shed and then like nothing else. And I don't see any other vans and trailers or, you know, things like bands would have. Right. And we pull up and we're like, what do we do? I guess we just, you know, walk around, go say hi to everyone like figure this out, figure out if we just want to leave right now and maybe not die. <laughs> uh, people were coming up to our van and being like, Hey, what's up guys. We found out that like, I don't know, like half of the people there, there's probably like 20 people there, maybe 30. I, I can't really remember too well. Uh, about half of them just kept talking about how, uh, how high they were on like shrooms and like LSD and stuff. And you could tell too, because these people were like, had pain on their bodies. They looked like they just came out of like a 24 hour rave or something. And, and, you know, we were like, this is, this is great. This is great. We drove all the way to, to Iowa for this. You know, you could imagine like, we thought, you know, we were just like in the middle of nowhere. Um, with a bunch of random people who are just doing drugs. This is great. But um, people were really friendly though. You know, people were I really bet. friendly. They were very friendly. Uh, they offered us a lot of drugs. Uh, none of us did any because, <laughs> you know, didn't want to die. But so, um, anyway, we, we can, we, uh, the show started and there were, there was like a, a hip hop rapper who was obviously really intoxicated, didn't have his shirt on either. And there was like a congregation of 10 or 15 people standing outside of this little shed. And he had a DJ. God, I wish I could remember his name. By far the best show I've ever seen in my life. Like this dude gave one hell of a performance. Um, We ended up playing a show there. Everyone was like really enjoying it, which was like, really surprising because there was like not one other metal act there. It was mostly like indie bands and uh, you know, just like SoundCloud rappers and stuff. 
but yeah, uh, that was probably the, by far the weirdest show place we've played ever. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. I was going to say, has Pussy Fest 3000 made an inquiry to have y'all back next the after the pandemic's over? Haven't, I don't know, man. They, they haven't reached out to us. Maybe we didn't do good enough to be welcomed back. <laughs> Apparently it was like not even a real music festival. It was like someone's birthday party. And they were just like, they made it into a music festival with a bunch of local uh, Iowa residents or something. But I don't know how they found us invited us to come out i don't know why we went but i'm glad we did it was a learning experience for everyone yo would you have played that show well it's funny you say that because i've played something similar to that uh i'll keep it very brief uh there was a show in north carolina um it was what was the place called it was littleton i think it is so it, it literally everything Tony just said, that's exactly what happened to us. Like I'm talking, when we got out to this road, it looked like we were in the filming of Jeepers Creepers. Like <laughs> it, it, it was rough. And uh, we get there and, and top over this hill. And the funny thing was like, we had never played for these people before. We had never met any of these people and we show up and they were just, I mean, like these folks see this van top over the hill and just bum rush the van, like smacking the side of it, going, "Yeah, they're here." And we're like, "Who are these people?" Like, <laughs> like what? Um, we go to play the show, and we thought we were going to play in like a venue because there was a venue on the event page. Well, come to find out, that day the venue canceled the show, and we ended up getting moved, getting moved to this. Uh, like, I'm, when I say house, I mean it was no bigger than like a, a single family, barely livable house. We walk in, there's a door, like you go through, when, when you walk in, there's the main room that was probably a 10 foot by 10 foot room tops. And that's where bands were playing with people oh. moshing. That sounds great. <laughs> there's a room to the right where all the gear was being held. When you go through that room to the left, there's a doorway in there. It clearly looked like a dining room. There's a doorway in there, and the doorway has this big uh, cardboard like cutout on it. And all written on the cardboard cutout says, "If you smell something weird, don't knock." Whoa! <laughs> and we're like, "What did we walk into?" And then when I finally made it to the kitchen to go get a bottle of water. There was no water. It was literally just, I mean, it looked like someone devoted their life savings to liquor that night. And there was liquor bottles everywhere. And they're like, we can pour you a drink. I'm like, I just need water. They're like, oh, we don't drink that stuff around here. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got something in the van. I'll go get that. Like um, when we played this show, uh, we went on and people were moshing. So like literally my, the, my calves were touching the the stands for the symbols like that's how close we had to stand jeez um and we ended up not only like raging out in this show but two key moments for me were this dude now if you've ever seen me tony i know you have aaron i know you have uh for any listeners if you've ever seen me i'm a large individual this guy who i'm going to speak of was twice my size whoa this dude was moshing, didn't see me behind him, and ran full force into me, 
taking my middle finger and raking it straight down my uh, string. My, my silver strings turned red really fast. I had a gash. I'm talking almost near bone deep gash in my middle finger. Gosh. And I just kept playing. I literally like, I remember uh, our drummer's wife was with us and it looked like I was flipping her off, but I was showing her like, Hey, I'm bleeding. Just a heads up. Like, <laughs> and, uh, but then also uh, in one of our songs we played, I ran into the other room uh, where there was merch set up and there were people hanging out in there. I jumped up on the back of the couch and started playing. And then when we hit the breakdown, I like, I started headbanging and then I scissor kicked like Posse kicked off this thing and scissor kicked this dude in the face and knocked him out stone cold. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't, I honestly don't know if that guy got back up. I just watched my foot connect with his face and then he hit the ground and didn't move. And I was like, Oh, and I ran back in the other room. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally understand uh, playing very sketchy shows like that. Uh, and I, would I do it again? 100% in a heartbeat. That was, that was one of the the best ragers I've ever been a part of. I was going to say too, cause like, I remember like watching um, an interview and videos with uh, y'all may be familiar with uh, Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. And like, I think they went back and intentionally did house basement shows because of the energy that they put off. Yeah. Like, Dude, those kind of shows like, and, and Tony, you know, of course speak on this for sure, but, those kind of shows are like, I, I I would go as far as saying uh, the next best kind would be a club show where it's very intimate and up close. But like when you're in a basement like that or a house show like that, it's just, you are, you are a part of the crowd. The crowd's moshing around you. Dude. I love house shows. I live for house shows. Like mark my words. Like if anyone ever wants to invite my band to come play in their house, we will do it a hundred percent. I tell people all the time, you want to have a house show? We want to have a house show. Anyone want to get their house destroyed in a night? Because we'll come play. Like, we'll do anything we have to to play a house show. I love them. The energy is, like, unmatched. So let's, let's, um, let's move it up a notch because, like, our listeners might not be too familiar. But, like, Joe, I want to – one thing I wanted to do is I want to kind of swap a few uh, stories with uh, you and I actually – um, witnessing this band play and the venues that we've seen them at, because we've had some really good times watching you guys play and it, memories that I'll never forget. And you mentioned earlier, like the, the Dapper Dan shows, man, rest in oh, peace because rest in those peace, were dude. some of the best shows I've ever been to. It's the best shows I've ever been to too. <laughs> so, Wait, well, I'm sorry. I Something fell in my office and I have no idea what fell. So I was inspecting my room for a moment to see what happened just now. What was he the was, question? He was hiding the evidence. He was hiding the evidence of him being the half naked guy in the four wheeler that you were talking about. <laughs> it was you. Uh, totally, it was you. Totally. Dick's yeah, out for we, Harambe. We, we talked about this. <laughs> but no, okay. I would. I was just saying, like, let's like let's just real quick swap some stories because I know you and I have both been in the crowd many, many times watching this band play. And Dapper Dan's was one of the biggest or some of the biggest shows we've seen them do. At least and then Blue Ridge Rock Fest too. We gotta talk about that. But like I swear every time I've seen you guys live, it's been something like worth mem- remembering every time. <sighs> let so me sweet. let me think back, because I've seen y'all a few times. 
Um, what was the most memorable? Do you mind if I tell a story first real quick? By all means, go ahead. All right. So my, my biggest memory of you guys, besides the EP release show Dapper Dan's, because I'm sure Joe and I will both get to that in a second, but I remember Blue Ridge Rock Fest 2019 when y'all were y'all were pretty much opening the damn thing. And me and a few friends of mine were all in line and they weren't letting people in like I think 10 minutes to showtime. And we're like, look, our boys are playing first. We got to get in there and watch them. And they're like, well, you're going to have to wait in line with the rest of them. And sure enough, I think we, we get let in right as y'all start playing and we book it across the field like because like i think it was me and like four or five other people and we're like dude we're not missing two sides open this like this is the best start to this day that we could have asked for and i just remember us being all out of breath and sweaty before we even walked up to the the stage where y'all were playing at and we (laughs) just we just went ham and joe i do remember you being there for at least part of that Mm -hmm. do you know why i was there because you were with the podcast you were doing stuff with the podcast that is correct but i was also helping them (laughs) oh well well i was i was so i was i was briefly uh tony i think it was you it was either you or shane who like approached me and was like we need your help real quick to do like (laughs) this and this and this and i was like okay cool where's that like show me where let's do it (laughs) um i also remember watching johnny get egregiously frustrated at the fact that your metronome wouldn't shut off. Dude, I remember oh, yeah. that too. <laughs> Reli- reliving that day is a humbling experience. Um, I think that was the, like, we were so excited. It was our first, like, real festival. Like, there were so many people. It was like a new environment for us. We'd never been in that kind of environment before. And we were like, all right, let's just get up there, give them the best show we ever got, put all the energy we got out there. Immediately, we're having audio problems. The metronome is like coming through the speakers. The My mic, because I had a microphone, but I was supposed to be like background vocals. So my vocals were supposed to be like quieter than the lead vocals. But Ryan's vocal, uh, vocal mic was like insanely quiet. And mine was like, louder than every single instrument it was so rough it was so rough i wish i wish uh, i could go back in time and just like make the necessary tweaks that i had to to like fix that experience Mm. like don't get me wrong that was like still like one of the most fun shows i've ever played but like all those all those um all those audio problems we had just kind of like really bummed us out for the day we still yeah. had a great time the crowd seemed to still enjoy it but i'm gonna be honest with you like that was just a very difficult show for us and see i, I didn't i don't bring it up for you to have to like remember remember the bad stuff but dude like i'm telling you regardless of like the the issues y'all were having it was it hyped all of us up like it did exactly what i expected a two-side show to do and it, Again, I just remember, I remember Joe just being in and out of the crowd, like while we were listening to y'all and just like, it, it was great. And I'll always remember that show, just like the Dapper Dan's EP release show. Still one of, still one of the best experiences I've ever had. I remember there during one song, I think it was the unknown. I like grabbed the mic and shouted, if you, I shouted at the crowd, if you don't move, I'm going to come make you move. 
And I saw like one person like throw up his hands and he was like, come on then. And I just like jumped off the stage while I was playing the song and like yes. jumped into the crowd and just started moshing with everyone. That was so fun. I, um, <clears throat> I have figured out what my mem most memorable show was and Aaron, you're going to be jealous okay. uh, because uh, I, so the first, the very first episode that get low ever recorded um, of course, like I said earlier, was with two sides of me. Well, after that, after we recorded that episode and everyone, you know, was trying to, uh, you know, swear off the demons that was the hot sauce. Mm -hmm. um, I got to hang out with the boys a little bit and they got, they jumped right into practice. You all jumped right into practice. And I got to listen to all of the songs, almost as if it was like a private show. And also got to partake in, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the unknown was uh, what I got to do a little guest vocal action on in your practice spot. Um, and just being able to like, trust me when I say I love shows, but when you get to hang out with a band in their element and feel the energy in a practice especially when you like just put it all out there during your practice as if it's an actual show, it just makes it that much better. And I got to fully experience that by myself and I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, it's I always am a fun time. Whenever Let me we, ask something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, whenever we, you know, practice, we practice at Johnny's house. We have the entire basement just set up as the band space and we always tell people like come hang out at our practice you know like it's always like an open book or an open i don't know environment we always invite people to just come hang out with us and watch us play and just come have fun with us so if you if you guys ever want to come by again you know we practice like every saturday almost just come hang out yes that'd be, Dude, that'd be dope. i'm down um, I was just going to ask, I'm going to sound like an idiot here if I'm wrong about this, but didn't y'all open for the Devil Wars Prada at some point in Lynchburg too? Yeah, yeah, we did. That was like I, amazing experience. I remember getting, because I was obviously going to that show and like for some reason I didn't read the banner or something. I had no idea that y'all were going to be at that show. And we I just remember getting there and be like, wait, holy shit. <laughs> I know these guys. <laughs> We actually got added to that show like two or three days before um, John Sly, who did the booking for that venue at the time, just hit us up and he was like, hey, uh, you guys want to open for the Devil Wears Parada and fit for a king? <laughs> and I thought it was a joke. I thought this guy was just yanking my chain. But yeah, he uh, he's like, yeah, we got an opening slot. If you guys want to come jam, we really like you guys. We we're like, hell yeah, dude. Like, of course, I was freaking out. I was calling everyone I know, like, dude, I'm about to play with the Devil Wears Parada. Holy shit. It was the greatest. It was the greatest experience. Now, one last question before we wrap this shindig up. Aaron, do you have anything else you'd like to say before this question? Uh, I just want to know when they're going to get the rights to Country Roads and release that as an official recorded version. <sighs> oh, man. It's you don't a have fun to answer song. That. No, no. <laughs> it's, um, so with the Country Roads cover, for anyone that doesn't know, we made a pop, a pop punk cover 
to the song Country Roads, uh, Take Me Home. And we've, we play it, or we used to play it a lot. And it's always a crowd pleaser. It's a very fun song to play. You know, everyone's singing along to it. But um, we recorded we recorded it, we tracked it, did the vocals and everything. And we just kind of sat on it for a while. And we were like, we're just going to release this one day for fun. But, you know, ever, ever since we, uh, ever since we kind of started to go heavier with our sound, we kind of like, unfortunately, we just don't think that that's going to be a possibility of us ever putting that out because it, at this point, it's just not going to match our sound and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to vibe with the rest of the songs that we're currently trying to put out. But um, I've talked about like maybe putting out the song like on one of our personal pages or something, because like I still get people asking me like when that's coming out all the time, you know, and I hate to be like, oh, that doesn't really match, match who we are. We're not those guys anymore. You know, that's the old me. So, I mean, I'd still like to put that out on like, I don't know, one of our YouTubes or something personal just page. leak it or something and let a fan find it and like start spreading it yeah around. you know what i'll send it to you and then you post it and i'll just be like how did you get this <laughs> bro i'll do it <laughs> but you gotta yell at me on social media you gotta make you gotta make it real i'll do my best man <laughs> so my last question before we roll out understandably you know 2020 pandemic no shows sadness all around you have an ep that you're working on right now uh it it is an ep correct it's not a full length it is a number of songs that are not enough to be considered an album but not little enough to be considered a single okay so so what bring me the horizon did (laughs) i'll say that's cryptic as hell (laughs) (laughs) um my question is understandably you know 2021 we don't know what's going to happen as we come up especially on the summer show season the summer festival season do you boys have anything that you're preparing for uh that our listeners could come see you at hmm you know besides um, practice on saturdays yeah obviously anyone just hit me up look me up on Instagram or Facebook, send me a message, be like, Hey, can I come to your practice? Come hang out. But I don't think I'm a, we are, as it stands, we're only, we only have one show booked this year. And I can't, I can't say what it is because they haven't started announcing anything about it. Uh, But it, it could potentially happen. I mean, with all the COVID stuff going on, you know, we don't know when we're going to see an end to all this. I, I really hope it happens. Like, fingers crossed, it'll be the greatest experience, like, ever. I'm so looking forward to it, and I really hope it happens. But right now, I, I'm not allowed to say anything about it because they, they would probably get really upset if we said anything about it. Uh, I can tell you that it takes place in Virginia. That's about it. Blue Ridge Rock Fest 2021. Here we come, boys. <laughs> I, I was thinking I, the exact I didn't, same I didn't thing. say that. I didn't say that. It's not confirmed. I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, Tony, uh, you know we love you. We we love all you dudes. Um, I, I do have one request uh, before you go, 
and I need you deep in your heart, deep in your soul. It's two words, and I need you to give everyone the best rendition of this that you possibly can right now. Just simply two words. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me clear my throat real quick. <clears throat> yeah, drink a water. Good low. Beautiful. Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you, That's sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> well, hey, you know, Tony, always a pleasure having you around, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with Aaron and I. Uh, and, you know, we definitely look forward to seeing what you dudes are planning for the future. We definitely look forward to the new music. Again, all of you listeners out there, go blow these boys up. They deserve every bit of it. Please, please, please go put white noise on repeat and let it just play, play, play until your heart can't take it anymore and then play it some more because they absolutely deserve every bit of love. Uh, Tony, if there's anything that we can do in the future, let us know uh, to definitely get some promotion out there for you because especially when you drop that uh, that awesome uh ep lp whatever you want to call it you know we'd love to be able to at least play a track on here for you um as we did white noise today uh and you know can't can't give enough love man can't give enough love we, we love hey. you guys so much and tony go ahead and real quick plug your social medias for the bands and stuff let let the fans know where they can find your music at and where they can find your yeah um you can find you can find us anywhere just look up uh two sides of me va or two sides of me on like YouTube, Spotify. Yeah. I mean, Spotify, YouTube, those are good places to find us. You know, um, thank you guys so much for having me. It was a really great experience and I love talking Thanks with for you joining guys. Us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining. You can find uh, their link to their YouTube in the description. Uh, make sure to click on that and go hit the subscribe button as well. Cause that's huge. And again, same thing with their track white noise on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you can find it, play their music video like crazy. It's, it's beautifully done. It's a fantastic music video. And uh, again, share that as much as you can to all your friends show these boys, all the love in the world, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to sign off. As always, hit that follow button if you haven't yet so you can stay up to date on everything Get Low. We do put out weekly episodes for your ear taste buds. So we'd love being able to bring our voices to you and serenade you whether you're going to sleep on your way to work or you know whether you uh, are just in the shower contemplating life like I do every morning. But we're going to head out. I'm Joe. I'm Aaron. And as always, Jack Lord.